welcome to Wholesome Health for Youth Podcast, where I'm introducing young generations to holistic traditions. I'm Julia Dolgorova, your host, and this is episode 13. Welcome back, or welcome. So before we get to this week's episode, as usual, I'm just going to talk about um, what happened this past week. So last week I mentioned how I was going to coffee house with my friend and it was a lot of fun. So we went to the church and a guest speaker or like a guest preacher came and talked for like about an hour and it was actually really interesting. He was really funny and spoke like uh, kind of like a very casual language so it wasn't boring and then they did a Q&A for a while. So that was pretty interesting too. And then we all went down to this like gym and ate food and played volleyball until like 10 p.m. And by by the time we had to leave, we were all like starving again. So we went to Wawa and we got some food and it was really fun. It was nice to get out of the house and like do teenagery stuff because I usually don't like to, but I like to do, I like to go to coffee house. Plus, it happens once a month, so it's perfect for me because I get to, like, socialize with people um, that I actually enjoy talking to. And plus, it's a church event, so it's, like, safe and positive and stuff. Anyways, it was a lot of fun. I also went to my friend's, um, I'm, well, I'm going to my friend's winter ball. I got a dark green and velvet dress, um, which is really pretty. And then I just got, like, black heels, um... Yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. And I think what we're going to do is just, um, like, go to the school and whatever. And they're supposed to have, like, catering there. So that's nice. I don't know. I'm excited. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Um, and then Tuesday I had work, which was fun. We harvested goldenrod, which is a root. And it has a lot of health benefits just for, like, the past month, basically. We have been harvesting a lot of roots on the farm. And so I thought that's what we should talk about um, this episode. So we've harvested goldenrod by foraging, or not goldenrod, golden dock by foraging. Uh, lots of chicory, ashwagandha, echinacea root, and much more. And it's really like been inspiring me. If you didn't get a, a chance to listen to last week's episode, you definitely should. We talked about root vegetables and that was a lot of fun. So kind of like keeping to the theme, we are doing uh, roots and herbalism. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about this week's simple switch. So the simple switch for this week is cough drops. Uh, cough drops have a ridiculous amount of sugar and often chemicals that do more harm than good. I even remember in elementary school, people would eat cough drops like candy and not necessarily for actual sore throats, which is concerning. And consuming more than prescribed or more than what a serving size is can actually cause harm. Uh, some companies that you've probably heard of are Halls or Ludens. Both companies claim to suppress coughs, but not actually help heal your throat. They are full of colorants and artificial sweeteners, as well as harmful ingredients like soy lecithin, um, which exposes you to carcinogens. A good switch that I've made is uh, to throat-soothing pastillas. I never know how to say that word, like pastels pa- pastillas i always want to say pastels like 
that you would use in art, but that's obviously not how you say it. But anyways, I buy them from Mountain Rose Herbs, and they are the company called um, St. Clair's. So they're full of herbs and natural organic ingredients. They contain um, organic molasses granules, slippery elm powder, organic licorice root, organic peppermint essential oil, organic menthol, organic eucalyptus essential oil, organic echinacea root, osha root, and capsicum extracts. So these throat soothers are produced in small batches and are practically all allergen free. There's no soy, no corn, no eggs, no gluten, no dairy, no peanuts or tree nuts, and no fish or shellfish. So they're pretty clean ingredients and plus they actually taste pretty good. Anyways, that's going to be it for the simple switch. Um, switch to the St. Clair's throat soothing pastillas instead of, instead of hulls and that stuff. So, okay, we're going to get into the info for this week's episode. So we're going to talk about some roots that can be used medicinally and even some that can be wildly foraged. So I'm going to talk about yellow dock first. Yellow dock's Latin name is Rumix crispus and it grows best in fields and other disturbed areas. They also like to grow along roadsides and in pastures. Uh, And it grows best in like zones four through seven. So a lot of people think it's a weed, but it has lots of medicinal benefits. It gets its name from bright yellow roots and the leaves can be described as rounded. Now, when I was at the farm, we were wild harvesting yellow dock and when I was washing it, I took a bite of one of the roots and it was so incredibly bitter, it was insane. Then I tried a leaf and it too was very bitter. So overall, the taste is bitter, that's how I would describe it. It's also considered a wildflower, but you want to harvest it in in the fall when it isn't flowering. People used it for centuries because it's believed to have the ability to like purify our blood. So... Yellow dock reduces inflammation, and inflammation is a healing response from our immune system. Short-term inflammation is normal, it's a normal reaction, but chronic inflammation in our bodies um, is our body's way of saying that something may be really wrong and can mean that there are a lot of like serious health issues going on. There was actually a lab study that I researched that was done on rats and yellow dock root extract was applied internally to fibrous scar tissue in the abdomen and actually significantly reduced inflammation. Researchers actually also found that combining yellow dock and cordyceps, which is a type of fungus, has the ability to encourage immune response and promote anti-inflammatory activity. So yellow dock also provides antioxidant support and in case you didn't know antioxidants are molecules that like work to neutralize free radicals and they're said to benefit overall health and support our body's aging so it was even said that yellow dock inhibits oxidative stress and brings antioxidant levels back to normal and regulates our body's internal balance so yellow dock also has antimicrobial properties Microbes like bacteria, viruses, fungi, or parasites are a variety of disease states. And yellow dock is an antimicrobial herb that attacks these harmful microbes. Extracts from yellow dock root and leaves have antibacterial, antiparasitic, and antifungal effects. But the root extracts was more effective in fighting against microbes than extract from the leaf. 
So, a common parasite called roundworm dye from the yellow dock extract, and it has alterative effects. So, alterative herbs support the body by eliminating metabolic waste that is left by cells in the blood and lymphatic system. Um, so, it helps with, like, buildup and disease. And yellow dock is a good blood cleanser, which I mentioned earlier, it helps with skin disorders. So speaking of skin, since yellow dock is anti-inflammatory, it heals skin wounds of all sorts. So from psoriasis to acne, it cleanses blood and it gets the lymphatic system moving. Um, yellow dock has been used traditionally for stomach and digestive issues, and it improves digestion and absorption of food, especially fatty foods. So the bitter aspect of the herbs uh, help produce bile in our liver and gallbladder, which promotes digestion. It also happens to be a mild laxative, but um, helps stop chronic diarrhea because of its astringent properties. For those of you who might not know, astringent means uh, bitter or acidic. And many herbalists have said that yellow dock has a high level of vitamin C, making it help us with iron absorption and just overall helps our bodies take in and handle iron better. And lastly, yellow dock has been very promising in helping us regulate uh, the release of glucose. It helps st stabilize blood sugar, making it reduce diabetic symptoms. So if you have harvested some yellow dock and you don't really know what to do from with it or what to make from it, I'll just give you guys some suggestions. So most commonly it's used in tinctures, but you could also make teas, syrups, or buy yellow dock root in capsules, whatever like you prefer. Okay, next I'm going to talk about chicory root. So you may be wondering, what's the difference between chicory and hickory? Well, at least that's what I was thinking when I first when I was first learning about this, well, hickory is actually a tree and chicory is a plant and we mostly use it for its root. So chicory is an annual and biannual plant in the aster daisy family and it's found all throughout North America. It's thought to be an invasive species but it has lots of medicinal uses. Its Latin name is Chicorium intibus. It's sometimes confused with um, curly endive which is in the same family and some people also call that chicory but chicory is easily identified with its purple flowers its stems are super rigid with hairy lower stems and its leaves are similar to those like of a dandelion uh, the leaves grow up to eight inches in length and the leaves and stems both release a milky latex when cut so the plant itself grows to be about one to three feet tall and has um, many flower heads when in bloom blooming from July to October. Uh, its root is a thick, bitter, fleshy taproot, meaning there's usually like one singular root, but occasionally it might split into two. Uh, the leaves are super bitter, but you can boil them and strain them and then fry them up with butter and garlic, and a lot of people like that. I've never tried it though, but the root is also um, edible, raw, or cooked. When I, harvest, when I harvested chicory, I grated the root um, on a grater and then I laid them laid out the chicory on a baking sheet and then roasted it in the oven until it was dry and golden brown and then I grinded them in a coffee grinder till it was a powder and you could actually use this powder as a coffee substitute so it tastes basically just like coffee but it doesn't increase acidity in our bodies the way coffee does um, plus it's so much healthier for you 
Uh, chicory root and seeds uh, help eliminate intestinal worms and parasites. Um, they're antibacterial, antifungal, and heptoprotective. Um, roots have even been used against cancer. And chicory is a mild diuretic, meaning it makes you urinate a lot. But the milky latexy uh, juice that I mentioned earlier actually is similar to that of wild lettuce. They both contain lactosin and lactocoprican. They are um, like algestic. It means like pain killing. Uh, the pain relief is similar to ibuprofen, basically. Uh, chicory seeds and root extracts are antibacterial and antifungal, and they fight against many things, including E. coli. Uh, chicory root um, alcoholic extractions eliminate intestinal worms and the protozone responsible for cerebral malaria. As I said earlier, chicory contains lactosin and lactocoprican, which are antimalarials. Um, the leaves, the seeds, and the roots of chicory are used to treat all sorts of liver problems, too. They promote the secretion of bile, similar to um, what we were talking about before, the yellow dock. They treat jaundice and treat enlargement of the spleen. Um, chicory also helps fatty liver and it helps to detox the liver. Chicory leaf tinctures... Um, powder from the leaf and whole plant alcohol uh, extracts help with regulating insulin levels, uh, stimulate insulin release, and lower blood glucose levels, so it's good for diabetes. Ulcers and digestive problems are healed when a chicory coffee or tea is made, like I was talking about before. And for external use, you can use like a wash uh, for skin problems with chicory leaf infusion or apply a poultice of chicory leaf to the inflamed areas. Many people say that these chicory washes nourish the skin um, and give it like a youthful and radiant appearance. Uh, it can be used as a face and body wash for daily use. Um, and when you harvest chicory, make sure you don't harvest near the road or where car fumes have been around. Chemical sprays are used along the roads all the time, so stay away from chicory that's there. Um, leaves and flowers can be picked through the season, but the root should be picked in the autumn. I mostly use chicory for the coffee alternative I mentioned earlier, but there's truly endless possibilities. Okay, the next root um, I'm going to talk about um, is ashwagandha. So, ashwagandha's Latin name is Withania somnifera. And it's a member of the nightshade family. It's sometimes called the winter cherry or Indian ginseng. And it has a very high importance in Ayurvedic medicine. So ashwagandha is native to India, but it can be grown in herb gardens all across the United States. It's, it likes a sandy and rocky soil with full to partial sunlight and pretty dry conditions. The leaves are a dull green and bell-shaped flowers appear in midsummer, which become red berries in the fall. If you've ever seen like how a tomatillo grows, it has like a papery husk around the fruit. Well, tomatillos are in the nightshade family, just like ashwagandha, and ashwagandha also has these papery husks around its fruit. The plant isn't used um, usually to be some, uh, or like the plant isn't usually used uh, it's usually the root, but some people and companies make like vegan cheese from the seeds 
and tea can be can be made from the leaves but mostly it's the root um it's like the root stores the medicinal elements basically uh, ashwagandha has been used for millions of years and is adaptogenic so it has the ability to strengthen the immune system decrease anxiety de depression and inflammation ashwagandha helps support adrenal function in overcoming adrenal fatigue um, it helps balance our stress response um, and ashwagandha has been used for a long time in order to relieve anxiety improve mental health concentration vitality and just overall improve our quality of life it's also a mood stabilizer and helps heal depression it provides the benefits of anti-anxiety and antidepressant drugs without the drowsiness insomnia and other side effects uh, cortisol is a stress hormone which heightens blood sugar levels and fat storage in the abdomen while ashwagandha significantly reduces cortisol levels in stressed adults it's particularly useful for diabetes as ashwagandha reduces blood sugar levels and improves insulin levels and reduces inflammation. Um, research has even shown that ashwagandha reduces and eliminates cancerous tumors. It prevents cell growth in tumors and kills cancerous cells. Ashwagandha does help in producing white blood cells and helps cancer patients that are fighting infections. Uh, stress... Um, such as like emotional stress, physical stress, or chemical stress is very harmful to our brains and ashwagandha helps to protect our brains from cell degeneration. This means it helps in treating diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Uh, plus, ashwagandha contains natural steroids and antioxidants that protects the brain and improves cognitive functions. Um, studies have proven ashwagandha to boost endurance and reduce muscle pain. It also helps with um, joint function and just reducing pain in the joints. Ashwagandha can be used in many forms, like a tincture and capsules, and some companies even make like ashwagandha gummies. It's up to you how you want to use it um, and what like what specifically you're using it for. But I personally like ashwagandha tincture. That's what I use the most. Okay, and the last fruit I'm going to talk about is elecampane. So alicampane is of the sunflower family and its Latin name um, is Inula Hellenium. So the plant was sacred to the Celts and was associated with the fairy folk. Uh, alicampane grows well in most soils and it likes pastures and it grows along roadsides. Again, don't harvest it around roadsides. You really want to stick to pastures because plants really absorb car fumes so you want to stay away from anything near the road. Um, it grows up to six feet in height with yellow flowers. The root has been used in making medicine for a very, very long time. Um, it's useful to prevent and heal coughs and asthma and bronchitis, but it's actually just beneficial for any respiratory illness um, that's associated with excess mucus discharge. So it overall just supports lung health. Um, use Ella campaign for poor digestion, poor absorption, poor appetite, mucus in the digestive system, excess gas, and lethargy or sluggishness of the digestive system. Ella campaign strengthens uh, digestion and improves absorption, which is good for um, undernourished patients. And the inulin in Ella campaign is good for people that suffer with type 2 diabetes. 
um, and nolin slows down sugar metabolism so it reduces blood sugar spikes and decreases insulin resistance it may also reduce the inflammation that is associated with diabetes elecampane is also a, a vermifuge that kills inte intestinal parasites and eliminates them so harvest fresh elecampane root in the fall after the root has produced seed or in the early spring before leaves appear. Old roots are too woody and young roots don't contain all the medicinal benefits. So roots that are about two to three years old is what you should aim for. Um, you could also make or buy tinctures, powdered elecampane, or capsules. Um, so yeah, there's so many interesting roots and um, herbs that you could use um, particularly for the roots that produce so many good uh, benefits for your body. And right now is such a great time to harvest them. Uh, the fall is like the perfect time to harvest roots. So yeah, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Follow the podcast on Wholesome Health for Youth. I post episode updates as well as photos that go along with each episode on Instagram. I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I'll talk about gardening. I really hope you guys learned about some magical medicinal roots that you can use for you and your families and friends to be healthy. Bye guys!